from the twisted realm of science and the darkest pits of reason comes chilling tales of godlessness. Bear witness to the unfathomable terror that is... The Good Atheist! Welcome to the Good Atheist Podcast. My name is Jacob Fortan. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Now, you may have wondered, is this show still on? What's going on? You disappear for a while. You pull a Jesus act. Uh, you know, you, you leave your followers and you say, I shall come one day again. And you're all ambiguous about it. You're like, what the fuck is going on? So hi, it, it, it has been kind of Jesus like. I mean, you, you you died and then you came back. And then you said, I'll be back, and then you go away again. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> When's the, where's the second coming? Is this the second coming? Is this what's happening? Well, if there's a, if there's a second coming, it's not going to be one like Revelations where it come to kill everybody. So that's the good news. But it's also, I have not come to set uh, the new atheist kingdom of heaven either. I think what uh, I'd like to do as a comeback, because I've had some time to muse on this, and you know that for a long time, I just kind of wanted to walk away because... I felt at the time that I had said almost everything you could fucking say, like about atheism, really. You're just like 350 shows. I think I'm, this is it, right? This is, I'm done? <laughs> it's a uh, significant number of shows. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of atheism. Yep. And, and you knew that, you know how much pressure is putting on myself in order to try to have shows with new content and all this other kind of stuff. But then you're, you know, you're just, fucking grinding at it and you you don't love it anymore and then you're just like why am i doing this again yeah I you mean, were turning into a bit of a scholar you're spending so much time reading books and doing this and doing that i miss our grab bags where we just you know uh check out what's going on in florida this week and then laugh at it laugh and laugh well i i took myself really uh pretty fucking seriously but at the same time i mean i had a ser- there was a serious desire for me to prove myself but this was this was pre-book you know, me having written the book. And I think that like any big enterprise, once you finish something, you're kind of like, all right, uh, all of that all of that energy that I had before was I need to prove myself. OK, once you do that, you need the energy to come from somewhere else. And that's a that's a bit of an interesting transition for any, I'd say, any artist or any creative person out there when you're when what motivates you changes and you don't know what to do about it. And so you're kind of like, I think at that point, like most people, you have to reinvent yourself. That's what I, I, I spent the last year doing, really, just thinking, how am I going to reinvent myself and still do what I enjoy doing, which is talking the shit out of stuff? You know, it's definitely weird when you spend X number of years uh, establishing uh, an online personality uh, kind of devoted to one thing or, or to, to, you know, uh, one, one kind of look. And uh, and all of a sudden you realize that that's not really who you want to be mm. anymore. Yeah. And to a certain degree, you got to that that old old person. I've gone through a couple of those, you know. And uh, you know, I'm still Ryan Harkness, but uh, maybe some of the ways that I was in the past, maybe the things, some of the things that I used to do, maybe they're uh, they're in the rearview mirror a little bit more. Yep. Well, I mean, that's that's kind of like the interesting thing of being, uh, you know, a an artist is that. Anybody who just caught, is doing the same thing all the time, I, I'm kind of like, have you gone insane? Or are you on just this trip down Insanity Lane? Because I think that really if you don't 
change or evolve or grow, then, uh, you know, that's that's pretty much when you're digging your grave, right? Like, that's that's when you're like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> it's like checking out. I have no new thoughts. Okay, great. My brain has stopped firing new new, new neurons. And that's, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm, I, I'm just a foolish enough person to think that I've chosen one profession that you can do better the older you get, assuming your brain doesn't go bad. Right, like you get wiser, you get more interesting, you get more worldly. I think that that, and you you can grow your craft if it's an art, you know, over time. Assuming. Yeah, yeah, but maybe you get uh, more stodgy and less funny, and uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of ways. Uh, you know, like the, we don't, we don't, you know, the fruit doesn't always ripen, uh, you know, for, towards the positive. It's true, and plus, sometimes you can just be a product of a very limited time, right, where you were just. You made sense in the 60s, but then when everybody said, you know what, we don't want to think about revolution, eat a dick. But then you, you just you just didn't have a voice anymore, like Nina Simone, you know, like a great artist. And you probably don't even know who that is. There's only a lot of things that we said back in our original run that I would not want to say now. <laughs> <laughs> right. And But I think that also what I missed about those times, too, is that I had a lot more bravery, cockiness than I do now. And uh, I I do miss some of that. I miss some of that mojo that I had going on because I I did have uh, just a ridiculous amount of mojo back then. I don't know where it came from. I just felt like I could conquer the world for a little while. Well, I mean that's pod, that's what podcasting was about. You didn't have to be somebody. We were just two nobodies uh, that were just recording a podcast in uh, you know the 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 back warehouse of the place that we worked. Uh, we we didn't have any kind of degrees or. Uh, uh, you know, some kind of uh, some kind of extensive resume that that gave us uh, some right to talk shit about uh, you know ancient religions, and and I feel like that's changed now. Nowadays, like you know, podcasts aren't just just supposed to be just regular people. Nowadays, unless you're a celebrity or unless you're a professor or unless you're a scientist, all of a sudden people are like, "Who the fuck are you? And why are you telling us what your stupid opinions are?" So uh, in that way, it's a it's a little bit more intimidating. I feel like towards the end, that might have been why we were trying to move things over into a more scholarly slash well-researched show when the truth of the matter was we were always just two guys talking shit about religion yeah it's true but I, I think that part of the problem is what you said right there where you know i was thinking about all right what do i do now and when everybody decides to have a fucking blog or podcast suddenly it makes yours seem cheap you know it doesn't matter if you could do it better it's just the fact that everyone else is doing it. I just wish that everyone else would tire the fuck out of it. I'm, and I, I want fewer opinions. I even wanted so few opinions out there that I didn't want to share my own anymore because I felt just the whole world was saturated with everyone's fucking opinions. And none of them, or at least very few of them, ever impressed me or made me think, huh, what an interesting point. It was just everybody always trying to seem self, more self-righteous than the next. Never showing any fucking vulnerability or possibility that it might be fucking wrong. All I, all I see out there is massive hubris. And it makes my ego seem cheap now. Like, I don't even want to be Mr. Fucking, oh, listen to my opinions. Because that's what everybody else is like. <laughs> Maybe I was help, I helped poisoning their minds of saying, you know what, I want to be like that. And just saying, like, no, I don't think it's a good idea. Many of you should just sit down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, it definitely has been a, an explosion uh, in the genre. There's 
uh, tens of thousands more podcasts. But, uh, you know, I think it's fun to kind of come back and uh, do this as a bit, a little bit of a throwback and uh, hopefully reconnect with some of the old good atheist fans and, uh, and yeah, just uh, kind of stomp around the old stomping grounds a little bit. Well, it's the only way I can actually effectively communicate with everybody because of the way the algorithm of Facebook, the way that it works now, and because I don't have an RSS feed like it used to be in the old fucking days, if I want to notify people, hey, the book is done, right? I am now working on the audio book. The book has been done for a year, but right after I was finished, I didn't want to fucking see it anymore. Like, that, I was so sick and tired of my own work. I mean, even when you, when you write a book by yourself... The problem is that you have to do so much of it, like rereading it and re-re-reading it. And because you got to edit too, and then you notice mistakes that you've made, even though you've sent fucking shit out there because you were too lazy and your brain didn't care anymore. And that's kind of like, you know, there's a part of me that just said, oh, I don't even want to think about the book. But in what happened in the interim is that, well, a few people actually started reading it. And then I noticed something about all the reviews that were coming back. They, everybody was spelling like the word amazing in giant capital letters on every fucking review and i was like okay maybe i did good here maybe i gotta revisit it and get the audio version for people which is even gonna be better because now i've i've been working some you know for some time now i went back to work and got some fucking money that's what i had to do build my life back up after making my little piece of art <laughs> Two years spent on my fucking back on a cold bed writing that shit. That's what it was. Didn't have Sounds like fun. Yeah, Sounds like fun. Very fun, yeah. And you know, it was probably one of the hardest projects ever. Imagine the person tells you, I want you to rewrite the Bible. Or at least the Old Testament, because that's, that's what I targeted first. And you know, I wrote, the, I wrote book one and two basically together. It's just that I realized that you don't release a 800-page first book. Hmm. I mean... Maybe in the old days you'd do that, but that's obnoxious. I'm sorry. Like, I don't like fucking 800-page books. It's a little much, and it's annoying to read. Like, if it's a physical version, definitely annoying. You remember those 800-page fantasy books you used to read all the time? Oh, still reading them. Yeah, the spine crackers. Like, you can't read them once without the, basically them being destroyed. Mm. <laughs> There's just too many pages. Too many pages. But, yeah, the, 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 the whole idea is because it's so difficult to communicate with people, that the, I mean, the podcast is always the best way to do it. It's just that here's what's going to be different about podcasts in the future. No more promises. No more. I'm done. I was a dreamer back then who really thought that I could be a professional atheist. And I don't think that uh, I want to be that anymore. I don't really think that it's a good, good thing. Like, I don't even think it's really a good goal yeah. anymore. Like no. as far as just uh it doesn't doesn't seem like uh, it, it, maybe it's a piece of something, you know what I mean? Like uh, you can have that as an aspect, but uh, yeah, trying trying to make it like the whole Shazam. I don't know. It's also it's also I felt so stifled creatively. Like the one thing that happened after I'd finished writing Bible stories is that I started having an appetite for fiction, which Brian will admit that I was very much against. But uh, like all things, I'm always uh, you know interested in sometimes doing a fucking crazy 180. Why not? Be like, I was uh, hotly against this thing, but now I'm going to switch. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll become a pastor one day. Yeah, that'd be a fucking kick, eh? <laughs> well, didn't you already try and turn uh, 
your non-religiousness into a religion? Sure, of course. Actually, I, I had found, it turns out that I was not the first one to think of that. I had done some research before, and there was something called the cult of reason that, that was uh, started right during the French Revolution. Because, and it was an atheist cult, like through and through. But, uh, you know, I don't know if you know much of the history of the French Revolution, but, I mean, it, it's like most revolutions start. It begins when there's a really high hopes for change and for fraternity between people, and then clever and intelligent people within those groups will take power, because power always flows in a very funnel-like way. It doesn't distribute well, and even people who were part of that whole proletariat movement, they didn't want power. Nobody really wants power unless they're kind of slightly crooked, because there's crooked shit you got to do to get it. You know what I mean? I think that that phrase, you know, power corrupts and just it's true. Just there's, there's no doubt about it. It changes your perception. It changes how you see other human beings. Uh, you know, it's all kinds of fucked up. And yet, for some weird reason, we can't stop but give it to people. We're like, take it, take it all. We're fucked up. We're really be fucked. our leader. Yep. I mean. It's, it's kind of like the same way that some people like to just get a good old beating and they ask people to do it. We are a bit like that as a general species. We, we kind of go to people who don't treat us well and we're like, please pay me more. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I see the, the fundamental weaknesses in humans and I, I still think that disbelief is the way to go. But now I've kind of changed my mind on the, you know, I, I used to be a strong advocate for community building. I'm not, I don't want to tell anybody to stop, but I'm not going to fucking spread that shit anymore. Particularly online communities, which I think, like most online communities, are a waste of time and tend to, because of the way that the internet work functions, bring out the worst and least comprehensible elements of people. Like, there's not a lot of room for understanding or conversation online, particularly when your shit is being displayed by everyone, and particularly when your own agenda is to seem fucking self-righteous, you know? And, and I really think that that's, that's so many people out there. Like, if you, if you leave 10 comments a day on Facebook, for instance, you have a self-righteousness issue. Or you just have a lot of friends and you like talking to them and interacting with them. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm not talking about those friendly comments of being like, hey, that's nice. I'm talking about those, I'm having arguments with people. And and at that point, I'm sort of like thinking to myself, what are you really trying to do? I know that part of you might be like, I really want to change someone's opinion. I mean, is that really true? Is that what you want? Or do you want to just feel some kind of validation for feeling right? And I, I, that feeling, that's what you should avoid. That's the crack cocaine of the brain. That is a false little fucking reward that doesn't make you grow as a goddamn person. That is a trap that a lot of people are falling for in the fucking age of Facebook, of like instant self-gravification and validation. And I'm like, fear these things, all right? I, I think everybody should take a, a little time to comment less, a little time to think more. And it, I mean, it's it served me well for the last year to really think about shit and to and to comment less. And uh, I think I think that I've grown, and I'm I'm hoping at least the new show will be a lot of that new new attitude, and that that I kind of want to spread throughout, uh, you know, the 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 the, the atheism community a little bit, just a a self percept uh, you know uh, assessment that, that I think kind of 
needs to happen. I mean, like, I'm, in a year's time, there's been a lot of stuff that has happened, and, and all of it, I think, is relatively embarrassing or humiliating to anybody that cares about spreading the word of non-belief, right? <laughs> You're kind of like, what, all this infighting, all of this name-calling shit, I'm like, focus, everybody. You realize that there are, are still the majority of the world is trapped uh, and I, and sometimes literally quite trapped in these religions, and we have not come up with any creative solution. In fact, we just we're just sniping at each other for not thinking the way that the other person thinks. Yeah, right. the left is definitely turning in upon itself, and uh, it's uh, it's a very confusing time, uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it's a very uh, it's a very rigid time as far as ideologies go, and as far as what you're allowed to uh, kind of put out there. Uh, as acceptable and uh, and and what people are gonna say or what people are willing to label you as uh, if you kind of step outside the lines of what's considered uh, appropriate. Well, I guess what you see, you've never been, or at least we haven't been part of a world in which there is a, a, a kind of surge of the left, and we don't realize that, like any political ideology, most people are interested in homogeny more than anything else. They want people acting the way that they are acting. And because they have this idea of self-righteousness behind them, like I, I think that the real problem with society now is idealism, right? This, this whole, it, it doesn't matter if it's nationalism or even religion, all of these isms, all of these ideals that you have, I shall make a perfect world. That's the fucking problem. That's what makes you into a monster. Like when we look at the Milgram experiments, remember those uh, scientists that they were asking people to shock people to death? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it turns out that it wasn't because people were being told by a figure of authority. That was wrong. That is not a proper assessment. They've re-examined the evidence and they found it was because people thought that science is a positive thing and that they were doing something for the betterment of others. And it was that idealism. That is what was really making the average normal person such a fucking danger. It was their idealism, their inability to fucking look outside of the situation and say, what am I doing to my fellow fucking human being here? Why don't I just remove this veil of justification that I have in my head that I know the right way for humanity to live and just assume that I'm just a stupid idiot trying to get by and have a little bit of fucking humility and then, and maybe then, we can avoid the average person being such a fucking potential monster, being the person that presses the switch and sends you into a fucking death, you know, electrical, electric spiral. Like, do you want to go down that road? Like, I fear the average person who declares themselves to be an idealist now. I fear idealism, honestly. I, didn't, I know it sounds fucked up. Like, is there a future now without idealism? Can we exist without it? I want a fucking future of pragmatism, my friend. A goddamn pragmatic revolution. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be bad. That's for sure. Uh, there's, uh, I mean, I, I feel like uh, to a certain degree, there's a certain amount of unhinged uh, idealism going on right now where, uh, you know, anybody that, that isn't all the way to the left on uh, on every single kind of social... Uh, standard is is kind of being uh set up and and called i don't know uh, hitler <laughs> it gets it goes hitler real fast i'm very I impressed know, i know we have we just i wish we knew more villains because i would love to say hey man you're going all uh sargon of a god or something like that or you know just like some classic 
uh, villains like, uh, you know, Herod, or you're getting all Nebuchadnezzar on me, or, you know, <laughs> there's all kinds of tyrants, man. There's no fucking end of those people. That we, uh, life is just a series of tyrants that are just vying for power, making your lives more vi- miserable so they can set up an empire that lasts like 80 years. Yeah, basically we got Hitler, and then I, I guess sometimes you can say you're being a bit Stalin-y, and then you got, I don't know, McCarthyism is pretty good when you're being, a, you're being like a McCarthy-type character. And I think that's a there's a lot of McCarthy-style witch hunts out there right now for people who are, uh, you know, uh, not on the same page as uh, maybe the people who are leading the charge. Yeah, but then the funny thing is we talk about McCarthyism, and we forget that the reason that people had to do that is that it he was fucking popular, you know. A lot of people were behind him, so you know, I it's like a Trumpism that you can be popular and say some pretty fucked up shit. And the reason why it's deemed acceptable is because any any voice of dissent that's being silenced on one side creates a false equivalency, right? It, it's sort of like even in my magazine that I was trying to release, the sketchy magazine. I made a little cartoon and I was saying like, listen. The worst thing you can do is try to censor someone because now they have a valid sense of persecution and now you don't you can't even openly see what they say it's being put in, it's now it's being it's secret and I fear secrets more than I fear sort of somebody being open about something be be open about your hate at least I can know how far it goes right <laughs> I don't without those be, discussions nobody's learning anything right and, and I mean I th- a lot of times we also forget that perhaps parts of a person's hate comes from, again, their own sense of justification. Are, is, is there some secret inner pain that they feel that if we could actually find and get to, then all of this other confused anger would melt away? I mean, we, we're, we're, we're not we, ourselves immune from villainizing and lampooning. People to the point where we're, we just, you know, we, we're assuming that they're cartoons, that nothing that they believe makes any sense. And we have been guilty of saying some of those things sometimes because they seem so nonsensical to us. Of course, we're going to make fun. But there is still this element that we're kind of ignoring here because I guess things have gone too far. Like we, we were having some fun and then the whole world went crazy on us. <laughs> And now even just laughing at it, you're like, what, is some fucking asshole taking me seriously? I like Colbert now? Like, what? what is really going on here? What? It, it, how unhinged is fucking everything? I feel like 2016 is, uh, is uh, going to be an interesting year. Real interesting year. You want some good news, though? Sure. Okay. Let me, let me polish that turd is one of my favorite expressions. Is that in times of crisis... People have a tendency to get together more, to forget differences. And we're, we're headed to several different crises that are man-made. So it could be your finest hour. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think things got to get a whole lot worse before they get any better. But, you know, we'll either go Mad Max or we'll go Star Trek. And I have a, I have a feeling that, you know, it might look like it's going kind of Mad Max for a while, but then we'll go full Star Trek, and it'll just be great. But what? let me give you a scenario, though. What if there's a certain amount of people that don't want to live in a Star Trek? They want part of the world to be a fucking little Mad Max area. Would you just build a little wall and say, go nuts? Sounds like the Middle East already. Well, this and this is kind of like, this goes back to why you were saying, why is the left eating itself? And I, I think that it actually goes back to... We had a, I did a podcast about this years ago 
about the contradictions in the left. There's, there's these two contradicting things that they can't seem to bring together. It's the idea of toleration, right, of just saying, well, there, there can be multiple ways that people live their lives, which is many people on, on the progressive left try to promote that idea, right, that they don't want the society to be the same. But at the same time, there is an element of saying, well, the value, our values are superior and there are elements that are incompatible and you have to, you know, you have to kind of deal with them because not every society is actually doing their citizens right. <laughs> They're not all equal. So I, I think that because you, you, you sort of like kind of want to have that idealistic utopian view of how society should be again a problem of idealism it's kind of confusing you about the the pragmatic view of how do you change or or how do you improve uh, a society that's telling you to fuck off or and you know some of its citizens are saying help me <laughs> what do you do what do you do sticky wicket what is the right answer and i'm like well we I, if we knew those answers we'd probably just totally retire from podcasting and be like man listen to that girl or that guy we've got the right answer <laughs> but until then we'll just keep talking shit i guess and uh and entertaining people at the same time i suppose with uh, with these thoughts i i'd just like to make sure that every once in a while whenever we release a show we're either making you think uh, about something in a bit slightly different manner or making you laugh and uh, we'll just go back to those days I still have some criticisms and some wild things to say, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm not being a pro atheist. I'm just not shutting that door down because I'm I'm not done being a loudmouth. I guess that's the best way to put it. <laughs> so you're rejecting the label. The rejecting the label of what? Atheist? Atheism. No, because I'm still the good atheist. What I'm rejecting is I'm I'm rejecting this idea that actually atheism requires any. Any of us for it to even spread. Like, I, I, there was this really great comment that I read on this one article that said, "Here's how the atheism scene can be improved from a progressive way." And it was like pretty fucking hardcore about how progressive they think the atheism scene should be. Uh, I didn't agree with all of it because it's again, it's like that whole, "Hey, if you want to do it, that's cool, but don't fucking force everyone to do it." But there was this one comment that said, "Listen, uh, you know." The day where atheism is seen as that rational choice and we don't need some fucking professional atheist to tell us that it's the right one is going to be a great day, you know. And to, to some degree, he's, he's, he's sort of right. We're not we shouldn't really be necessary. We, we kind of are, for, unfortunately, but we kind of have to think about how do we get to the point where it isn't necessary. Like it, it may even happen without us. I mean, religiosity is going down because we live in the age of information and all that other shit. And uh you know, is there really anything that we can do or are we just uh, preaching to the converted and fucking jerking ourselves off? I don't know. Yeah. And sometimes, uh, you know, it spreads uh, in spite of, uh, you know, professional atheism. I can't tell you how many times I've spoken to people who say, you know, I'm an atheism, but, you know, don't don't. I mean, I'm, I'm an atheist, but don't let me in with, uh, you know, the whole atheism scene because they find it obnoxious or toxic or, uh, you know, just generally mean spirited, negative. And uh, it's it's fucked up, but I can't really uh disagree 100 percent. i mean uh 
you go onto Reddit into the atheism subreddit, and uh, you know, I understand it's a lot of people that are kind of playing with a with a new toy that mm -hmm. they have, and uh, they're expressing themselves like that, and a lot and of that young. comes from they're yeah. young as shit. I mean, what is the average age of a fucking Reddit user? This is probably one of the things that we don't understand because a lot of people will say, "Oh man, people say horrible things online," and and I'm going to tell you, they're probably twelve year old kids, thirteen year old kids, who are experimenting with saying horrible shit. Because I, if you recorded everything that you said when you were a 13-year-old, you would be mortified of the fucking shit that came out of your mouth. Just the toxic crap that you were seeing if you could get away with saying. I mean, like you, Mr. Ryan, you were a particularly bad boy. I can only imagine the kind of shit you said. Uh, you know, I was always pretty civilized until I took on that satirical role of talking shit. Back before, <laughs> back before talking shit was like so, so overdone. I'm yeah. glad I got in while it was still fresh. It, well, at, yeah. At, at, at the time we were doing it, it was it was indeed fresh. And it, well, like anything, things get stale, and you got to move on. You got to change. Keep going to things that are fresh, man. Freshness. There's something to it. <laughs> but I hope that everybody's going to be excited by the fact that the, the the show will be back. We're keeping expectations obviously reasonable. Like I said, we're at least committed to once a once a month. Because this ain't this. I'm not doing this professionally anymore. That's it's no longer two twice a week. <laughs> definitely not going to go back to that schedule. But Jeff has been speaking about wanting to come back, but he wants to do stuff like we used to do in the old days, like you know, uh, debunking Bigfoot stuff and all of the other fun shit that we forget is still a part of like the whole skepticism movement. You know, it's not just. The depressing, oh my God, the world is, is falling apart due to, you know... Religious people are the strife. worst. <laughs> it's not just that. Sometimes there's a lot of either silly or kind of amusing stuff. Like, there's there are so many documentaries on Netflix that are hilarious. Like, there's Bible and Myth Hunters and Ghost Hunters and all this other kind of garbage that... Uh, just needs to be exposed as the pathetic crap that it is. I mean, yeah. it, it's never even good stuff. It's just poorly made crap. <laughs> you should definitely treat this kind of like the X Files, where you know you got your core uh, alien uh, alien conspiracy episodes, mm -hmm. but then you have regular Monster of the Week shows and uh, and other ridiculous episodes, which are uh, you know really essential because uh, the alien conspiracy stuff can be a little bit heavy. You're not following at all. Everybody really enjoys just joking around and making fun of Bigfoot once in a while. Yeah, and and you know what? There's also going to be a tons of because uh, there's other work that I'm doing for um, you know under my own name under Jacob Fortan or under my magazine Sketchy, which is a short story magazine. Um, some of the things that I'm going to be doing, uh, for instance, are kind of like mini documentaries. Like one of the things that I wanted to do was a, a mini documentary on on hell, and so. All the research that I'm doing for that will just be bleeding into these podcasts. So, um, you know, it'll be a, a lot like the old days where I was doing research on stuff. But there's a lot of inter interlink with the, the stuff that I'm doing with religion. It just because I'm not having to do it again on a weekly basis, it's a lot easier for me to have a really good, pretty informative show that I'm, uh, you know, going to be happy about rather than stressing out having to do the weekly thing. It's just no. That that made didn't make me happy. Didn't make me happy. And there's no more talk of communities or even of, you know, Patreon of supporting. Nope, I don't want any money from good atheist stuff. Uh, that's going to be for free, and that's why I'm putting up 
um, old episodes on YouTube as well because it's a whole new generation that has to fucking check out that shit. And we had a lot of really good episodes. I mean, there's got to be at least 50 good ones in that fucking pile of shit. <laughs> I'm forever the optimist. I know, right? That's why uh, I I should have a, I'll have a permanent segment called Polish That Turd. <laughs> Where I'll talk good about all world events. Like, what's the worst thing that's happening now? And I'll polish that turd. Give me, give me a good example. Uh, what you want to polish a turd right now? Yeah, let's do it. Give me a challenge. Like, uh, like the North Korea like bomb thing, or what's another bit of bad news? The stock market like slowly going down the tubes and shit. Uh... Or that big methane leak that's worse than that BP oil spill. How about that one? Yeah. Okay. What about that? That's a pretty good one. <laughs> all right. You know what? He... I, I said this once and I'll say it again. The one advantage, and it is only one advantage of the whole global warming or climate change, if you want to be more accurate, uh, is that the the way in which wealth is transferred for human beings primarily is through real estate. So almost every rich person manages to transfer the wealth through that. And once the east and west coasts of the uh, United States and Canada and um, a number of other uh, European countries are wiped out, it will be trillions of dollars of wealth that they can't pass on. So fuck you, rich people. You're about to get fucked. <laughs> That's a pretty disturbing polishing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it. it's not going to be... I, I, it's a hard one. Yeah, you know. I took up the challenge. Maybe you say I didn't uh, succeed, but there are lots of people who hate rich folks, so... Well, I mean, if you're a fatalist, then yeah, that was that you, you polished it, I suppose. But, uh, you know, uh, it sounds like something a Bond villain would say, quite frankly. I do have my Bond villain moments. I won't deny. <laughs> that's why. Uh, that's why I just do podcasts as opposed to uh, try to uh, control the world. It's just better to just talk shit rather than you know, be a horrible Bond villain. Although I would make such a great logo for it, right? Like tentacles, octopus style, like you know the NSA did. Those were. Those would be wicked. <laughs> Hail Hydra, Jake. Hail Hydra. Or Smirch or whatever they were fucking called in uh, James Bond. I think I think they were Smirch, which is what the Scientologists called bad people as well, directly from like Bond. Like they fucking should have Ian Fleming should have sued. <laughs> you don't want to sue Scientologists. Good call. Good call. Some people have won, by the way, although you know they've disappeared mysteriously. I bet. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap things up, and we're going to catch everybody in uh, February, which is my favorite month because it's my birthday month. So that's going to be It'll fun. be a good time to uh, go back and uh, do a fun grab bag of ridiculousness. Yeah, you know what? In the meantime, since we have a, a long time, if, you, if any of you have any questions, or because we could do a mailbag set next time. We'll do a much longer show since they'll be like, you know, only monthly. For now, we're just kind of keeping it short, but we could do longer shows for fun. And uh, so if you guys have a few questions, fuck it. You know, I mean, the mailbag was pretty fun back in the day, answering questions and shit. So do, just do that. Just do that. And one of those questions could be, are you toying with our emotions? The answer could be yes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out next month. Well, with that, my name is Jake Forjam. And I'm Ryan Harkness. Have a good atheist day, everybody. 